2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms at now up in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's
3: go! The last two days of the transfer window, 2023, January, and a plane has touched down at Edinburgh Airport. Well, quite a few have, and one of them was carrying a few hours ago, Nicholas Raskin, that's been reported on the record online at the moment. Barry Ferguson is with us, Mark Guidi, and we're going to take your calls. 0808 08, 17, 17 Is there movement in One day. Five hours, 55 minutes to go Elsewhere, what's happening? Well, it's the weekend when finally Aberdeen made that decision And Jim Goodwin left the building Easter Road after another humiliation on Saturday night But why did they leave it so long after the torture At Darville last Monday evening? What do you think? 808 08, 17, 17 700 Barry, first up Raskin, what do you reckon? He's
4: in town while he's in Edinburgh on his way to Ibrox. Yeah, it seems it's um, about completed. Uh, I've done a bit of homework again today on him. Um, Listen to a, a Belgian football expert talk pretty highly of him. Um, aggressive in the tackle, good passing range, um, a good team player. So, by all accounts, um, he's going to be a, a decent buy for Rangers. Look at the proof will be in the pudding when he, he goes on that pitch, but Michael beale has been clear he's a player that he's wanted there's been a lot of interest in him so yep it looks like that one's going to go over the line today Mark what do you make of it for Rangers could still be Whittaker could be on the way we'll hear from Michael Beale in a moment or
5: two yeah I think Raskin um, is, is just a bit over the line Paul added to, to Todd uh, Cantwell um, I'd be surprised if Whittaker happens You know, I don't think Swansea are going to sail unless it's a it's a ridiculous um, financial offer so it looks as though Whittaker uh, will be staying where he is it's just now if, if Rangers have got a target that they've managed to keep um, under wraps that we're not aware of um, apart from that it looks like being Rask, um, Raskin and uh, Cantwell If there was one you would know about it Mark? Surely? Mm. Yep. maybe well you'd know first Paul you know <laughs>
3: I, I doubt it what do you think and have the referees finally lost the plot over VAR after the weekend Barry in both games the Rangers game and then the Celtic game yesterday what do you think let's say Willie Collum on um, Saturday ordering off Nicky Clark
4: why? it's not, it's not a, a red card Paul um, I don't want to say things that maybe get me into trouble but I, I, I was watching the game in Rangers TV and even um, when it was in full flow when the, the collision happened between yeah. Nicky Clark and Ryan Jack I thought i oh, just go on with it and, and play um, and then obviously Willie Collins for some odd reason decided it was a red card for me never a red card and then Ryan Jack's tackle just a minute later
3: mm-hmm. if the first one is a red card which it wasn't it shouldn't have been well yeah. should, should he not
4: have gone I mean the way football was going it, it could have been I'm talking about both of them yeah. but for me it, first and foremost Nicky Clark Never a sending off. Ryan Jack's late. I don't think it's too high. I think I think if he was shin high, then we'd be talking about something different. I thought a yellow card was was enough for that one as well. What do you think's happening with the referees? Are they losing? It's Are they just not poor sure. decisions, yeah. Paul. Just poor decisions, in in my opinion.
3: Mark, what do you make of it? Both games at the weekend.
5: A oh, Saturday first. It's, it's not a red card for for, for Nicky Clark. He's St. Johnson. They're appealing. You know, hopefully, common sense will prevail. And uh, it'll be rescinded, and uh, it'll be available for for Wednesday night because it's a knock-on effect of that. Paul, you know, you're down to ten men uh, with over an hour or an hour of the game remaining, and then you're, you know you're, you're missing potentially for the midweek one. So um, it was a process, though, Paul, that needs clarification as well. You know, it says it's going to VAR, but a red card is produced before it's going to VAR. Yep. Willie Collum didn't go to the screen. So what's going on? You're, just, you're, you're losing the basic fundamentals of refereeing and VAR. And when you start to do things like that, it's got to raise questions. You're talking about people's livelihoods. Football clubs, that could be the difference between relegation and not. Win bonuses, livelihoods, jobs. It's not good enough. It's absolutely not good enough. And just because it's um, not an old firm club, shouldn't be treated any less oh, serious sure. if it was. Because see if this... See if it, See if the roles were reversed on Saturday, and what happened to St. Johnson happened to Rangers, there'd be a national outcry. There'd be investigations demanded. So St. Johnson and as in the same with any other club, are entitled to to answers. But first and foremost, let's see how the how the appeal goes on Sunday at Tannadice. Fair play to Don Robertson for overturning his own decision when VAR referred him to the scheme in terms of the penalty. But it's worrying for me that he gives a penalty in the first place for Birigiti's challenge on um, Kyogo never a penalty in a million years never a penalty then he doesn't send off um, the player yeah. um, for the it uh, should have been uh, a second a uh, yellow card again Freeman that, yeah Freeman yeah. that's a basic basic decision But mm-hmm. he's not given a second yellow card now Celtic scored the penalty and make it 2-0 now what if they didn't score the penalty it stays 1-0 and then they to get again These are basic decisions Paul and that's what you hear every manager in the top 12 clubs week in week out without fail there's no consistency no consistency and these are referees at the highest level Motherwell denied a penalty kick on Saturday a stonewaller again referees at our highest level it's quite alarming at the moment
3: Barry I think St Johnson absolutely
4: right to appeal the Nicky Clark Red yeah, yep. and I would like to think it gets um, overturned into yep. a, mm. a yellow. I mean, I'll be honest with you, again, I'll go back to I'm watching the game and at the stage where the, the clash happened between Nicky Clark and yep. Ryan Jack, I just thought it was coming together. Look, Nicky Clark gets a slight pull, he wins the ball. I don't know where Nicky Clark is meant to put his foot. Mm-hmm. Ryan Jack's coming in at a, a fair pace as well. Um, you, you look at the players round about, there's no no one going off their head or there's no pushing or running towards a referee you watch Willie Callum as as well um, so when I was watching it live I didn't even think it was a yellow card now the more I, you slow it down you think mm, a yellow card would have been enough but for that to be a red card football's gone it's a, a contact sport con- yeah, yeah, it was it's not anymore is
5: it I've not heard of a former player Yet who said that was a red card, yeah. and I know they've got the benefit of, of reviewing it now, but the referee would have a, has the benefit of, of, of yeah. viewing it, and he chose not to which again, is which is alarming. It's alarming. So inconsistent, Mark yeah. So, yeah. it's, it, listen. Hopefully, uh, damage has been done, but hopefully, that, uh, for St. Johnson's sake, that the 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 on appeal that. Uh, it's rescinded that...
3: what do you think Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. although we'd much rather talk about the football itself yeah. and celebrate some of the great things Callum McGregor his 400th appearance for Celtic uh, Celtic's win yesterday at Tannadice took it back to the nine points and the manager spoke about his captain yeah look
6: outstanding um, you know I said the lads in there that you know they're sharing a the dressing room with uh a pretty special individual in terms of you know, what he's done in the game but you know as, I've, as I as I've said to them that if you watch him play it's like he's making his debut every time he plays because he plays as if he's got something to prove and to be fair to him he's done it all but you know he, that's, that's the kind of characters you want and um, we're all pretty privileged to share a dressing room with him. And the player himself? It's a dream come true, you
7: know I said it there that if I'd made one appearance to this club that would have been enough but to still be here um, 400 appearances later still with a hunger to do well and we're a really good team and a really good manager behind me then you know I'm I'm loving every bit of it so it's just about us continuing to to stay focused stay honest keep working hard and hopefully there's more to come Barry the
4: manager said you know he plays every game like he's first reminded me of you yeah well that should be every football player's um, thought process if you ask me Um, but in terms of Callum McGregor I've got to be honest with you, he's, listen, he's been different class. He has. Um, he was always a good player at Celtic. He's took the captaincy on. There's a lot goes on his shoulders then at that stage. And then you, you ask a question, can he handle that sort of pressure? And he's took it in his stride. There's no doubt about it. And I've said it um, from day one. Um, if you take Callum McGregor out of the Celtic side, they're a weaker team. Mark, He's been remarkable taking yeah. over from Scott Brown, who's had yeah. over 600 appearances. He maybe could make that.
5: Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, every ch- every chance he's he's at this stage, he looks as if he's got at least another five or six seasons um, left in him. Uh, Paul, remarkable. What way
4: you just call him now? Twenty nine, maybe. Twenty nine, something 30. like that.
5: Yeah, something like that. Um, um, so you, you you look at it, you get a great attendance record, you know, uh, and you know, went to uh, Notch County as a kid. Yeah. Uh, learned his trade um down there. One year old coaches looked after him as well. They Andy Watson was one of his old coaches there at that time. Um as well. Come back up, broke into the team under Ronnie Dyler and, and John Collins, started to learn his trade, showed that he had a, a bit about him and then really kicked on when Brendan Rogers um came to the club as a as a number of the Celtic players did. And and he hasn't looked back and um again um when Ange Postecoglou got the job, they, they needed to appoint a new captain. The manager needed help. The players needed help, and they've been a perfect fit uh, together. Ange Postecoglou and, and Callum McGregor have bounced off each other beautifully. Well, Celtic fans, what do you think? What do you want to say about your captain?
3: Four hundred appearances. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. eight. Seventeen. Seventeen. Seven hundred. Or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. I heard some of the conversation Friday night. I was listening to a little bit of the show. Magnificent. Enjoyed well, it. I t- was great. I you were <laughs> too <laughs> yeah. busy sipping your champagne. Out in Belfast, your champagne, flat, <laughs> steady, enjoying yourself. Going to take some calls in a moment or two. Nicholas Raskin is here in Scotland. He's arrived, the standard Liege player. Here's the manager speaking yesterday about him. No
8: closer officially than what it was when I spoke to you on Saturday evening. As soon as uh, we have any difference on that in the next 24 hours, we'll let you know it's not. Um, I've just seen there going across the bottom of the screen that it's done. That's not, that's not true. That was on Saturday, of course. Maybe one or two of the young ones. There's a possibility. Obviously, we've got a couple of lone players in and we've got to make a decision whether we want to retain them longer term. And if we didn't, then maybe there'll be an opportunity for them to go, to go back as well. So uh, I want players that are going to be here for the long term that I think can, can compete right now to make us stronger, but also stronger in the long run as well. Barry we're going on the phone in a second or two
3: what would you say about the Aberdeen performance at the weekend or the lack of it and Jim Goodwin has gone we'll hear a
4: bit from the chairman he was um, dewy eyed he was a bit teary a little too late yeah I mean in, ter- in terms of Aberdeen's performance at Easter Rod it was shocking let's be honest um, look I, I think um, in terms of Jim he'll take the responsibility there's no doubt about it listen to him hearing about what type of character he is. But again, I keep getting back to it. Players at some stage have got to take a bit of responsibility as well, Paul. No, I don't care if you're no sure about the way that a manager sets you up or the way that a manager wants you to play. You cross that white line, go out and do it for yourself. Um, and that, listen, 6-0, it could have been 8 or 9 on um, Saturday. And it was It was sad to see me and Matt were speaking about it. It was sad to see Jim walking across the... He pitched yeah. straight after the game. But I think he's done the right thing because you probably have went into that dressing room, you'd be taking heads off. Mark, have you ever seen such a capitulation by a team in the
5: last no. month or so? No, I've, I've not, Paul. No, I didn't see 6-0 uh-huh. comes on the show. As you know, with Barry and, and Stephen, I, I think both of them may have tipped uh, Aberdeen Aberdeen to get one. one. They'll, they'll yep. bounce back, they'll mm-hmm. get a reaction. Mm-hmm. With the benefit of hindsight, although I, I did feel it on, on Wednesday when the statement came out, mm-hmm. um, I thought the statement from Aberdeen and um, Dave Cormack really lacked proper leadership and it was yeah. I mean, it was hanging Jim out to dry the statement should have been Jim is sacked yeah. and we wish him all the best or Jim has got my unequivocal support until the end of the season everybody get together I've got four months to go we can still make it a good season we can still get into Europe you will know, make sure that, that, that they finish fourth and, and push hearts a wee bit but instead it was basically like it's one game at a time and uh, the players, as Barry says, the players have been an absolute disgrace. As you that there's ways to lose games. And uh, when you lose games in that manner, bear in mind you were at Darville five days earlier, you're going to get your manager the sack. And I feel for Jim, it was a horrible exit as well. Yeah, wasn't it? A horrible yeah, it exit to see that. I've never seen that, Paul. don't no, know if you have. I know, never. I've never no. seen that. I felt heart sorry for Jim Goodwin. Yeah. Yep. On Saturday night, um, with, with the way uh, his exit was handled, it should have been handled a lot better by the club. They should have taken care of him a lot better than Saturday night. Duty of care. But 100% I agree
4: with what Mark says Um Watching him walk across the pitch, you, you feel from that I still believe he's a good young manager. Yeah. I think um, he'll take a bit of time out, but I'm sure he'll come back um, stronger. But again, it, I, I get it, it's the way football works. Everything's on the manager's shoulders but again for me it's a collective responsibility and watching the performance or the highlights of that game um, I Dying. just couldn't believe what I was what I was watching but again I, I know Jim's away don't be surprised if these, this same group of players go and get a result on Wednesday night against St Murr So Barry Robson in the dugout along with a couple of other players people are want
3: the, the job though it's a huge club isn't it in Scotland one of the biggest
8: yeah, the the the, the, the
5: well you know, I heard Willie Miller made a, I think a really valid point um, on Saturday night, and he said that whoever the next manager is, um, he's. A, I think it'll need to be somebody with, if they can attract somebody with proper experience, you know, at least yeah. three hundred games under their belt, seven or eight years minimum managerial experience, and also be allowed to manage the football side of the club without interference from above. That's what Willie Miller said, and I think he's spot on.
3: Okay, we're going to go on the lines in a moment or two Let's hear a bit from Dave Cormack Not too much of it But if you missed it the weekend This was just after the game I met
9: with Jim after the game He came in, gave me a hug And said, I'm sorry It just hadn't been good enough Which is the case 1,700 fans here today Absolutely brilliant We've let them down You know, for me um, It's not often I'm kind of lost for words But it just hasn't been good enough Since we came back from the World Cup Our away performance is just abysmal and um, wanted to give Jim every opportunity to address that and obviously we got another humiliating and embarrassing performance today. So for me, the message to the fans is that I take total responsibility. I'm determined with the rest of the board to get this right. And uh, again, I can only but apologize uh, for the last uh, uh, few weeks and uh, and thank them
4: Barry, who would want the job? That's a good question um, I think there's a lot of work needing to be done um, I think they'll take their time because I've seen obviously Barry Robson who mm-hmm. I know who's got the experience working on the youth side of things Steve Agnew, who's an experienced coach um, he worked under Steve Bruce yep. he's come up so I, I think that's a sign that they're going to take their time um, for the the next appointment because you know what it's like a manager comes in he wants to bring his own people in in terms of staff he wants to bring his own players in and that costs money um, so it'll be interesting to see over the, the coming weeks um, what um, what Aberdeen um, and what direction Aberdeen are going to be going in Ok uh, Chris Welder his name has been mentioned Mark along with some others Paul Lambert Neil Lennon
3: um, would you see Chris Welder? Coming to
5: Pataudry? Paul, I have to say that, you know, at the moment, Aberdeen and the doldrums. Uh, however, it's a brilliant football club. It's a massive really? football club. You know, um, you've got the potential to get 17,000, 18,000 in your home, uh, fans. You've got your own training ground. Um, I mean, one thing I can say about Dave, Cormack, for, for all his faults he's backed Stephen Glass yes. and, and he backed Jim Goodwin in, in terms of, of, of finance now I don't know how the recruitment works in terms of the manager gets the final say on all the players I think Dean Mowbray Tony Mowbray's brother, is head mm. of recruitment um, uh, I'm not quite sure the dynamics but the budget that he's given the last two managers that he's appointed has been very good for Scottish football it's been a very good budget Is it a job you'd ever have taken Barry?
3: I know no. at the moment you're really happy here in the media oh, You're I smiling I, when I, you say I, I, I
4: that I know, yeah I was never really welcome in Aberdeen let's be honest Paul
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't look out for that headline the next few days but we're looking forward to live and uncut in a few weeks time we'll tell you more about that we're going on the road the three of us Barry uh, we're looking forward to and Moore at the beginning of March quick break and then we're back some calls coming in 0808 08, 17, 17 700
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Head Road Darnley Let's
3: go Go Radio Football Show we're going on the lines 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 after a weekend when Hibbs 6-0 against Aberdeen Rangers 2-0 against St Johnson Ross County 3-0 against Killy bad day for the Rugby Park men up there in Dingwall and a good win for St Mirren but my fans far from happy there in a poor, poor run 1-0 St Mirren and then yesterday Livy against Hearts Nil nil, not many people saw that coming. And Dundee United nil Celtic 2. And in the top of the table in the championship, a big win for Dundee against the league leaders. They're still at the top of the table, Queen's Park. Son- Sean Dyche is the new manager of Everton. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. And who's going to be the new manager of Aberdeen? But talking Rangers now on the line is Connor, who is on from the Glasgow area. Good evening, Connor.
10: Evening, Paul. Evening, guys. How you doing?
3: Good, thanks. Hey, Connor.
10: How are you? Um, What's in your mind tonight? Uh, I so bad. Um, yeah, so obviously the game on Saturday firstly, I wanted to kind of come on and um, sort of deal with the the controversies, shall we say, and the decisions that were made. Because you know, I think Nicky Clark, first and foremost, not a Red Card, of course it's not. Yeah. Um, I think he's slightly clumsy with the with the challenge, but I don't think it merited anything other than the referee just having a word with him and warning him to be careful. Um, unfortunately Willie Colm Who does have Let's face it guys A reputation For getting the cards out Quite quickly mm-hmm. Did exactly that um, I think Ryan Jack Probably should have went For his challenge I was surprised actually Because when Willie Colm Went to the The monitor I mean 99% of the time You know if the ref Goes to the monitor He's mm-hmm. going to make Whatever decision VR has told him He should be making So the fact that he, he didn't Was was a surprise um, I, I thought of and I think not have complained However That being said I do think the penalty Was a penalty Not on the basis that I like the handball rule But just that It is the letter of the law His hand is out In an unnatural position When the ball strikes it So I don't think the application Of the rules there Has been wrong By the officials I just think it's the rule itself That clearly mm-hmm. Needs to be looked at But until it does You're going to see them Given sometimes And sometimes They won't be given Um and I think that's the key thing, because the thing that annoys me, every time I watch a Rangers game and there's controversies like that, I know straight away there's going to be a group of people straight away out there saying there's a conspiracy to make life easier for Rangers, and it's not just fans, by the way. There's some ex guys like Chris Sutton who like to dig at that narrative as well, when it's it's not true. It's just that there's inconsistent officiating
3: because. Well, he's not here answering for himself, but nobody said no. conspiracy here, uh, Connor. Uh, Barry, would you disagree with anything that he said? Clumsy, said, of the tackle. That's not a bad
4: description, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think it's a, a good description, by, by Connor. I, I'm in total agree with him, mm. agreement with him in terms of the Nicky Clark um, scenario. What yeah. I, th- I thought should have been the outcome was um, when I'm watching it live, I just thought it was a case of just getting on with it maybe touching the surface of a a yellow card the penalty it is the rule but I don't even know what the rule is now with handball I'll be honest with you Mm. I, I don't I see penalties given and some penalties not given for me I don't think it is a penalty if I'm being honest with you but the rule is but if you watch how close is it Brown yeah, James Brown. James Brown, how close? I think James Brown, it comes Brown. off. Yeah, it comes mm. off. Yeah. I, I don't know what James Brown is no. meant to do. Mm. I really don't. For the how close he is to corner goals, and for me again, I just the penalty ruling just baffles me at times. I wouldn't say it was a penalty. Okay. Ryan Jacks, I think a yellow card's enough. But given that Nicky Clark was red carded, yeah, but you would have expected.
5: And for that. I mean, I know, yeah. Clark should
4: never have been a red card. Yeah, sure. Mark. I don't even think I'm booking.
5: Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think um, corners, uh, points are all uh, valid. You know, clumsy is a good word. Collision is a good word. It's, it's just it's not it's not a reckless mm. tackle. There's no intent to to cause yeah. damage. I think if you if you look at Nicky Clark's disciplinary record it's, it's pretty good you know has he's, he ever he's, been sent not, off I don't think so but I'm not sure well, I don't sure. think but he's not a nasty no. not a nasty player any player who's on the pitch would, would, would tell oh. you that um, um, nah, anybody that's um, been a teammate of his the not referees nasty. kind
3: of normally know don't they yeah they know they, the they players should, that, that, yeah. that
5: should be part of their game management Paul mm. know your players Willie Collins has been a know great referee players. hasn't he Listen, to be I, fair. I like Willie yeah. I would all try Listen, any referees I've said in this programme many times I try and defend them if I can and give them the benefit of the doubt, because I think there's too many just want to jump in the bandwagon. I think they're easy targets. But right now, Paul, it's no I don't know. You think back, the decisions we've highlighted this weekend alone from our top officials, the penalty that Celtic got against Morton last weekend, some yeah. of the decisions with the handball borders, no, there is no consistency, absolutely no consistency. And what was lacking on Saturday as well, which is even more alarming, I think, was a basic protocol. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Connor, can we ask you, what did you think of Todd Cantwell then? Let's talk about the, some of the players on the yeah. pitch.
10: I, I thought he'd done okay. Um, listen, it was his first game and a, and a stuffy kind of game against St Johnston. You know you're going to get that, so I don't think it necessarily we were going to see the absolute best from him. But so far, I, I didn't see that he'd done much wrong. Um, I think he's a good signing to bring in the building. Um, I do think, though, that we're starting to get far too midfield heavy here you know, we well, do need to bring in another striker just bringing in midfielders cannot be the plan
3: Well the manager was asked about that today actually I'm going to ask Barry as well what he thinks so today Michael Beale was asked why so many for the midfields?
8: I think competition if you think who left that area of the team for Rangers was Joe Rebo what did Joe bring to the team in terms of legs and energy it's lazy to say that him and Tillman are similar because they're not. They're completely different. They're at different ages. I think Mallet brings something different to Joe. And I feel that that type of player would help us. I want one more that would, would compete with maybe Jacko, John and uh, Glenn Kamara in their sort of roles. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Barry, what do you feel?
4: Uh, I've said I think they need a dominant central midfield player. Um, Rask- Raskin can play the number six or number eight position. Um, so I, I think that is an area. Um, I mean, you've got three players there just now Lundstrom, Jack, and Kamara. Stephen Davis, unfortunately, is out for the rest of the season. So I do think they need another player in there because um, he doesn't play in the area where Tillman or Cantwell can play. He can play that left or right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a signing that's, that's needed. Because um, you do need competition for places, um, certainly in the, the midfield. I still think there's other areas and the corner. I still think they need to sign another centre forward. I've been honest with you. We came our roof, obviously, been out with his shoulder injury. That leaves you only Morelos and and Cholak. I still think there's there's room, and don't be surprised if there's no another centre forward coming in before the the close of the window. I think the goalkeeper goalkeeper situation that will get left to the the summer. I did hear him saying that he, he wants another hopefully another centre back um, in the building that tells me that Hollander, maybe his time's up because you've got John Souter who's about ready to come in um, or be made available so that leave you with, with Davis um, Golston and Souter King still injured um, Hollander struggled with injury so that's another area where um, I'm sure he's wanting to strengthen and I still think they need something in the wide area Whitaker's not going to happen He said that they can't agree that may be happening in the summer um, but central midfield that dominant guy who can go and dictate a game of football and I think Raskin by all accounts is that sort of player one final bit from the manager about Raskin who landed this
3: afternoon at Edinburgh I think with the
8: teams that are linked with him and the interest he's had um, if he w- was to come here then I think that he'd be very serious about playing for Rangers and it would be a good asset for us to have I think he'll have to come in and he'll have to um, adjust to the league each league's different but at 21 he's got a bright future he's already played probably the best part of two or three seasons of regular for Stanley Age he's He's obviously played for under-21s as well for Belgium and been in and around getting a senior call-up, so he's a good player.
4: And My, the, and the yeah, reason, yeah. I, again, when I was doing a bit of um, digging on him, the reason why he's not played much is because he wouldn't agree a new contract at the start of the season. The American owners wanted to sign him up a long-term deal. They couldn't come to an agreement and that's why he's not been playing with Standard Liège. So maybe he'll stay in Edinburgh for a few days. Rangers are
3: there midweek. Hearts Rangers, what a game. But not not live in the television.
5: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, It's not a a pick for Sky. I don't know the circumstances um, behind it, um, Paul. But it would have been good to have that one in the television. They're always tasty um, encounters. I think Rangers have, that said, I think Rangers have coped pretty well with games against Hearts in recent times. Um, So I think it'll be something that Robbie Nielsen and... um, his staff and his players will be looking to put to put right but for for Michael Beal and Rangers it's about keeping that um, unbeaten run going um, not lost a game just staying on Celtic's heels the, the frustrating thing for Rangers is that Celtic ain't dropping points you know they are just that word relentless absolutely uh, relentless, but for Rangers, they just need to keep uh, plugging away at it. But Tyne Castle will be a massive test for them, and I think it'll be a crack in 90 minutes.
4: One of your favourite games, Barry, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I'm so disappointed it's, it's not on mm-hmm. um, TV. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, need uh, <laughs> to I mean pay for it? Yeah, <laughs> not that you ever would. I know. Hearts TV. Sorry, so... yeah. oh, <laughs> Heart's TV. Sorry I
9: didn't mean that.
4: <laughs> what did he yeah, say? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, so i am listen, it's a brilliant brilliant place to go and play I've always said that the fans are on top of you it's 100 miles they're giving you a bit but that's what football's all about it's a great place to go and play your football Hearts um, that's a real good place I know they dropped a couple of points um, at Livingston but quite a few teams do that so that'll be that'll be tough as they come for Rangers on Wednesday night could can I throw this into you Connor as well could David Martinsale be a contender for the
3: Aberdeen job what do we think Connor, you
10: first. Um, To be honest, well, my uncle's an Aberdeen fan funnily enough, um, but I I think, I I wouldn't see a reason not to do it. Look what he's done at Livingston with the shoestring budget he's been on there and and everything else. I I know the history he's said, you know, he's coming up past and stuff and I just, I would hope that something like that doesn't prevent him getting a bigger job because I, I think he's more than Earned the right to say that he can lay a claim to a job like, like Aberdeen, and he can galvanise a group because Livingston were absolutely on their backside
4: for sure. Before he took over, Barry, what do you think? Yeah, well, Listen, yeah. I, I think they would be crazy not to, to consider him. What's happened in the past shouldn't go against them. Yeah. You know what I mean? For what he's done at Livingston, and as I said, they're uh, they're fighting for that. Um, mm. four, I think they'll get fourth. I I do, don't be surprised. And again, I think they're a a team that's very underrated. They're very well organised under Mm -hmm. David Martindale. And as I've always said as well, Paul, they've got some decent players Mm -hmm. who can play the game of football. So I think Aberdeen would be be silly if they didn't uh, consider. And I I know I'm going to have Livingston fans having a pop at me, but listen, he's... for me, he's done a fantastic job since he's been manager at Livingston.
3: Mark, you've always your ear to the ground. Could it happen, David Martindale for Patodre?
5: Well, really he should be a contender, yeah. you know. He should be whether whether he will be on the radar of, of, of uh, Dave Cormack and the Aberdeen board. Um, I'm not so sure. I, I'd, I'd be surprised if he got the job, and that's nothing against his ability, um, to manage and to coach because he's clearly he clearly has got something, and I think Livingston. 22 games played, 32 points. They are already absolutely in the top six, which is some achievement to go and do that with uh, with uh, 10 games still, to, 11 games still to play. You know, to go and clinch that um, spot, so they've really excelled um, this season. They're still in the Scottish Cup um, as well. And they, uh, you know, they, they show the different side to the to their game. He signed well, I think he recruits well, uh, Davy uh, too. And you look at them holding that that Hearts team a really good. Mm. Hearts team, and had it not been. Um, for uh, Kai Rose's uh, clearance off the line. I mean what yeah. a clearance that yeah. was. A brilliant clearance um offline. You know Livingston may well have won the game. Okay, Connor, thanks very much for calling 0808 08, 17,
3: 17, 700 We're gonna hear from Antonio Cholak shortly, but I heard Barry saying Rangers need another striker. Morellas, we don't know what's gonna happen. Any update at all, Barry?
4: Uh, I, I don't honestly um no, Paul. Uh, I, I just think I think if you want to be a successful team in trying to win trophies. I always think you need four good centre forwards vying for one or two places. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sure that's an area of the pitch where I'm sure Michael Beale, if he's got the finances, finances to go and do it. That would be an area of the pitch where he would like to bring another another player in. Here's
3: Cholak speaking about that partnership. We don't know how long it will maintain, but he's speaking about him and Morelos. Yeah, I
5: always mentioned it that um, it can be a positive thing for for the team, and um, we both have different qualities where we can help the team and if the manager decides to play us like that, we know what we have to do, and um, yeah, we're training sometimes like that as well, we're training in different um, formations and combinations, so um, yeah, we always try to be prepared on every situation we have on the pitch. But it's
4: maybe not good enough, is it, Barry, to take them where Rangers want to
5: be? They need to win cups this season.
4: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned to, to Mark a couple of minutes ago, watching the game, and I'm talking about Celtic here, I'm watching it, and they weren't firing in all cylinders but at no stage did I think they were going to get beat Paul and, and that's the problem that Rangers have got now um, look they can never give up they need to keep fighting and keep doing what they're doing they're not playing at the the top of their game but listen they're, they're getting points on the board which is the main main thing but this League Cup final on the 26th of February in the Scottish Cup is is massive for Rangers going to be phenomenal. What do you think? 0808 08, 17,
3: 17 700 lots of calls coming in now
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go!
3: Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney along with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi 08081717700. 17, looking forward to loads of the calls coming in. Barry saying, Oh, I've got a slight cold. Is that because I was away in the, uh, uh, at the rugby hard, on Friday night? Yeah. Hard weekend. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't actually. But oh. it was great. No. My son over to see Ulster winning uh, over there. But we're on the Go Radio football show, so I'll move on. Barry, <laughs> we're really looking forward to the night. Orin Moore. You there, top of the bill. Mark and I there as well, supporting you. I think we should be able to lift you, okay? But no, we're really looking forward to it. Limited number of people can come along. And it's going to be uncensored, unfiltered. And I love your honesty. And I think there, in Oranmore, it's going to be a special
4: night. Yeah, it's good to get out and about. Good to see um, the faces of people who obviously listen and and hopefully call in. So, yep, it's a a night... um, I'm looking forward to and I'm sure we'll um, we'll have a ball um, uncut uncensored that's it it'll be interesting to see how you perform that night Thursday
3: the 9th of March we'll (laughs) be there the Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson or Moore more in the West End tickets available limited numbers so I'd get in quickly if I were you this is go.co.uk tickets will be there Mark's going to be special and we're doing one with John Hartson as well at St Luke's uh, just later in the month as well more about that tomorrow
5: yeah, yeah, it'll be two really good night, Paul, for the for the listeners. They'll they'll be up for it and um the chat'll be good. You know, you know, Barry's in good form, he's very honest and they uh, with the when the mic comes off and the headphone comes off we'll get a few a few more stories. We'll be right in about it and uh, the listeners will love it as they will at St Luke's um with, yeah. with Big John too. These boys know their stuff. They know how to entertain the audience mm. and they've been for a treat. You come along, you're in for a treat. 30th of March for uh, John Hartson live
3: at. Is St. it formal wear? No. Uh, yeah, okay. whatever you want. <laughs> Highland dress, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it is phenomenal the football. See, coming back on Saturday morning then, in the flight, it was full. It was Rangers fans coming over for the game. It is amazing how it's their life. And friends of mine were at Edinburgh Airport yesterday and they saw coming off the Cork flight were Celtic fans mm-hmm. heading up to Tannaday. Yeah, the
4: they just love it. See the amount of old fan fans that come yep. across it. The water, yeah, it is unbelievable. And, and as you says, they, they work hard all week, and that's their life. Mm-hmm. They're going to support their, their team, and I, I take my hat off to them. Um, there's, there's mental at times, yeah. but it's um it's sees a player. You you appreciate it, because you realise how much money it costs. To go and watch um, the yeah. teams play, it does it cost a fortune? And in, in terms of the way the world's going as well, I mean, money's tight for a lot of people. But they they work so hard; they'll do whatever they need to do to make sure they get there and, and support their, their football teams. And they had some of them had their kids as well. It's brilliant, Mark, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Honestly, Belfast was superb. It's a great atmosphere. People were lovely, and on the flight, they were wanting to talk about the live show. On the 9th of March, that oh, was good. Yeah, Ulster won, no problem. So the great. What How did play? Uh, he played well. He came on the second half, you know, rugby's, uh, and he played really well. Yeah, people were asking me, will he play for Scotland? I don't know, but we'll find out. I'd be very proud if he did play for Scotland. A position uh, Scrum half. Yeah, he's a great kicker as well. But the Irish, a lot of the people want to keep him there, but he hasn't played for nearly three years, so he's got a try. His last match at Twickenham for Ireland, but there we are. On the Go Radio Football Show, we're looking back to yesterday, Celtic. So for a short time, it was six points in it. Barry's throwing the ball. That's good. Just see yeah, them the oval him ball, the, uh, yeah. That's uh, the way. It. Just that we spin, yeah.
4: yeah. We'll need to learn how Flick to of that. the wrist
3: there, yeah. yeah. You were good on that. <laughs> so yesterday it was the other shape of the ball. We will bring it back to the association football. Two uh, 0 win for Celtic against Postecoglou. Yeah, even though
6: we, we do have happy memories, you have got to earn them here, and um, we had to earn it again today. But I thought you know, the lads handled it really well. Difficult conditions and and the opposition, who you know, are pretty disciplined and working hard to to try and stop us, but. Um, you know, we, we, we maintained our own discipline in, in playing our football. Um, probably just missing a little bit of uh, the cutting edge in the front third in the first half. But. Yeah, we've got a couple of goals in the second half. Yeah. Could add a couple more, and as I said, I thought the players handled it really well.
3: Yeah, six points in it going into the game, but you said they stay calm under that kind of pressure. I think
7: it's, it's just part of the process for us now. You know, the manager's got a really clear way of playing, real clear structure, and we know that it works, so we stick to that, which has got a success in the last 18 months. So, you, you know, when when something gives you success, you buy into it and, and you continue to do those things. So, you know, it becomes second nature to us now. Like I said, going at half time, we know the team are playing well, we know we're Creating opportunities, um, so it's just a, a case of staying calm and you know finding that wee bit of quality which we did early on in second half.
3: Mark relentless Celtic.
7: Yeah, they are. They are Paul. You know they
5: they have the look of champions. They've got an outstanding manager. They've got an unbelievable squad. Um, they're in a very good place um, at the moment and they are rampaging towards the the title to to retaining it. Um, and you know, like we say, Rangers are, are, are unbeaten. They're winning games. Um, but they need Celtic to slip up and um, can I see Celtic dropping 10 points between now and the end of May And what 15 games that, that's not going to that's not going to happen but for Rangers they need to keep hanging in there but for Celtic Cup final next month last 16 home tie to St man in the Scottish Cup and a healthy lead at the top of the table Celtic have certainly most certainly got their eye on the on the treble Barry, as we
3: say goodbye to January, is it still the same with you? It looks unlikely. Rangers will catch up, but you
4: wouldn't say you're not... Nobody Rangers is going to concede. No, I think they can't give up. They've just got to do what they're doing and concentrating themselves and and win games of football. But look, Paul, I say it. I sat down to watch a game yesterday and you sit down and you think, "Mm, this could be... Maybe they could drop a couple of points, but I'll be honest, even at half-time, getting in at nothing each, I, I still never felt that, that Celtic were going to um, lose the game. They, they just look in control and they don't panic. If you know what I mean, yeah. like it's easy to panic after half hour if well, we've not got that goal, we've no bro- broke through. Because Dundee United, to be fair to them, they set up in a certain manner, really deep or hard to, to play through and then Celtic come out obviously in the second half and, and get the, the two goals and as, as Mark says, the, the strength in the squad, you, you look who comes off the bench, O'Reilly, Turnbow and Maeda Um, when he makes that triple substitution it's it's strong players that are coming on and as I keep coming back to that it's what Rangers want to get you want competition for places and you want players coming off the bench that are going to make the the 11 even stronger and that's the case of Celtic at this moment in time so they're they're in a a good place but as I said Rangers have got to just do their job and concentrating themselves and make sure they continue to, to win games of football because the, the form under Michael beale has been really good mm. what about the Jota goal
3: great work by Aaron Moy one of the signings last year who's yeah. been remarkable but it was a, an unusual goal wasn't it Mberehiti who'd done well but he made a bit of a mess of that one
5: yeah yeah, that was the one mistake that the goalkeeper made I think it was probably his, his best game in the United um, jersey Aaron Moy a free transfer again just another uh, piece of magic from the manager and the transfer market and for Jota, albeit the, the, the goalkeepers made a hash of it. You think the ball's going out of play? Um, what a finish it is! I mean, for f- that, I thought it was angle's a in absolutely the incredible. It was. I mean, you're thinking was the old one's zacking through a hole in the net, <laughs> <at> the <laughs> side, and then you look back, great, great camera angles from sky to see it. But what a see, what a see if you
4: watch him, see when Moyes crossed the ball, Jota never takes his eye off yeah. the ball. Sometimes, would you think? Oh the keeper might get that or it's and over he concentrates bang on and then get it in that, that tight angle as well um, it was it was a a brilliant finish Bit more from Callum McGregor about the relentlessness
3: of Celtic
7: Yeah a lot of good things Um bit of luck in there as well but you know the sacrifice the, the dedication it takes to, to do this job good people around you good manager, good players, you have to be successful to, to rack up that many appearances um, to still be here because there's a lot asked of you. So, you know, all of those things, But I think just a hunger to play football and a hunger to, to win keeps you sharp.
3: Yeah, he's talking there about the fact that, you know, he's supported by so many people. He's much yeah. loved, 29 years old, yeah. uh, many, many more years. You no, know, people will think, oh, we're trying to move him. we're not. No. Do you think he will be this rare breed of player who will stay with that one club?
5: Yeah, I, I think he will now, um, Paul. I, I've said many times, and I, I know it's a fact that um, uh, Brendan Rodgers wanted to sign him and was willing to pay, I don't know, in the region of twenty million pounds. And um, I think it was the same summer that, that Celtic had sold Kieran Tierney to, to Arsenal. So, you know, I think Brendan was was kind of told uh, politely to, to uh, you know to back away and go and look at other targets. Um, but uh, yeah, I think now that he's got the armband he's, he's part of a successful um, club you know European football and he's a great ambassador you it never a moment's uh, trouble Barry will know Barry's Captain Rangers it's the same pressures at both um, clubs to deliver success to run a dressing room to speak to the media to be the focal point for your supporters to lead your football club in the right manner on and off the park and Callum McGregor uh, ticks those boxes because he said there that, that wee line that he said there, you know, there's a lot asked of you mm-hmm. at this club, but he means that in a nice way. But there is, he knows the, the, the demands that are there for you 24 hours a day, and he stands up to them. Uh, brilliant footballer and a, and a great person, and I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, see, in terms of Callum
4: McGregor, do you know what he does? He keeps the game very simple, he keeps it ticking over, and, and that's a sign he, he, for me. I, I, a top midfield player, um, and as I said, he plays that position really well. And the good thing about him is he can move that one further forward. Um, but again, as I said, he's he's um, he's definitely went up levels over the last couple of seasons. Someone who's been a great
3: um, favourite with the Celtic support, Gikomakis. Now there's an, what one day, five hours, four minutes left. He's probably going to go. The word is he's been in Holland for um, a medical. For the Japanese team, but Atlanta apparently are back in again for him. Mark, do you think he will go in the next day or two?
5: I think so. I mean, I think yeah. um, you know, Celtic have, uh, have basically planned and prepared, and uh, and I've got that other guy in the building, you know, uh, as a as a ready-made uh, replacement. Look, if Jackie Marcus, if something can't be agreed and and, and he's still here, then you know, Celtic, I think and Portugal will be absolutely fine about that. They're not chasing him at the door. I think this is a move that's been you know pushed more by by the player rather than the club um but no i, I don't know if you've watched it paul i but i watched the fourth partner on on sky sports about the the transfer window documentary yeah, I watched and i have watched it and and the thing that got me about it as well it was interesting but how some clubs and managers you know chief executive chair, whatever it may be even though they don't want a player to go, sometimes they respect that a player's got... Like, Listen to Eddie Howe today. I don't want John Joe Shelby to go to Nottingham Forest, but I need to think of what's good for the player and what he wants. So reluctantly, we're going to let him speak to Nottingham Forest, but I really want him here. So I think there comes different points as well when they plan. You know, I think sometimes two football clubs will maybe protect a player when a pr- pr- player is maybe really kicking up a stink behind the scenes. <laughs> but they won't make that obvious and there'll be a wee bit of protection and a wee bit of um, ground. So that, that was quite insightful. And also as well, which you can see with we, Celtic we under Postecoglou, the planning, transfer windows in advance. Well, they, they, these things don't happen with, with two or three days. These things are happening months and months and months um, in advance and that's the way it should be. Barry, they are meticulous, aren't they? So
3: Jicamakis, I know you said you would drive him to the airport. It looks as though he's going. Oh, is
4: in the building? Um, yeah, he come on, ten or so minutes. Um, listen, he, he ran about, and one thing you're going to get as an Ange post signing is he's going to work hard for the, the team, um, and, and he certainly done that. Look, I don't think he'd enough time to to go and in, in, um show his his talents, um, but he, he looks to be a different striker um, to what Kyogo is. Center forward, he looks he's a bit more a bit more physical. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a good presence about him so it'll be interesting to see um, how he he settles in but I, again once this window closes I'm sure Poster Coglu is thinking about next season Who, where he can strengthen what areas he needs to strengthen and, and for me it's all about planning and when you plan you generally get things done quicker it's time tomorrow night the window will be about to close we need to get Jim White on tomorrow night the Slam yellow
3: tie shot, Slam, we'll, slammed, yeah. shot. <laughs> we'll do that tomorrow evening on the programme if he can fit us in in the next hour Barry's going to tell us what he thinks of the new Everton manager how he's going to do there who might it be at Aberdeen and we're also previewing the midweek games we'll get a full card
2: the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk let's go The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's
3: go! And the football headlines just after six. Nicholas Raskin is in Scotland. This is what Michael Beale said about him earlier
8: today. No closer officially than what it was when I spoke to you on Saturday evening. As soon as uh, we have any difference on that in the next 24 hours, we'll let you know it's not... Um, I've just seen there going across the bottom of the screen that it's done. That's not, that's not true.
4: But Barry, the word there is officially it's not out yet. Yeah, well, as you says, it started the show. It looks if like he's he's landed in in Scotland, um, and this has been ongoing now for a, a couple of weeks. But as I said, uh, Paul, it looks like a player that I think can certainly strengthen um, Rangers with type of player he has. He's aggressive. He likes a tackle. He's he's good on the ball. He's got a good range of passing. Um, so yeah, I, I always says that was an area of the pitch where I think. Rangers needed to strengthen. Obviously, we'll be losing Stephen Davis long term. I know there's Glenn Kamara, John Lindstrom, and Ryan Jack, but as I said, um, there's a lot of games coming up over the next couple of months, and that's an area of the pitch where I thought Rangers needed strengthening. So hopefully, that one can go over a line, if not tonight, certainly tomorrow. He's also been speaking about the goalkeeping position,
3: but as Barry hinted in the first hour, don't look for any change during this window. Well,
8: John and, and uh, Robbie are under studies to Alan at the moment, and at certain times, John or Robbie would play. Robbie, unfortunately, is injured and he's still two or three weeks away minimum, unfortunately. So he's not been in the loop in terms of being able to compete with the other two. So they've not really had a fair fight out, if you like. And I wanted to stabilise the team in terms of the back four and, and take a little bit of doubts away. I think we've done that and that's why our form's been uh, good in terms of the results. And Mark, do you feel,
3: I think most people think, Rangers will have a new number one goalkeeper next season?
8: It, it
5: looks that way. That that appears to be the the case, Paul. But, you know, filling um, Alan McGaigal's mm-hmm. gloves, it's going to be easier said than done. I don't say that lightly. You know, good goalkeepers, I'm not saying good... Brilliant goalkeepers actually. Um are hard to come by. Rangers have got a really good goalkeeper in John McLaughlin, potentially a really good goalkeeper in McCrory. But they don't have a brilliant goalkeeper yet for Alan McGregor. And um oh. a if you want to go and win the title um next season from if we're so taking it that Celtic win the title this season, which I think they will, then you want to go and win the title next season you're going to have to pull out all of the stops to get a a top-class goalkeeper because if you don't get one, you're not winning the title. It's Having a top-class goalie is every bit as important as having a 20-goal striker.
3: Barry, Alan McGregor, you know him so well and Mm -hmm. you you trust in him so much, as you should when you look at his record.
4: Yeah, Top-class goalkeeper, Paul, and he's shown that over the the years, but I do think at the end of the season he may hang his his gloves up, Mm -hmm. so it's an area of the pitch where... Rangers do need to go and strengthen. You heard them there. I've always said about John McLaughlin, he's a very good goalkeeper, is he? Rangers number one. No, I think you need to have a top class operator in, in between the, the sticks. and That costs money. Or are you get, getting an experienced goalkeeper down south who's maybe second or third choice at a Premier League team? Um, but I, I do think it's an area that Rangers will look to, to, to strengthen, certainly in the summer, and bring a a goalkeeper in because I could see young McCrory Mm -hmm. who's injured at this moment in time getting allowed to go out and and play because he's got the potential but again I keep saying it he needs to play games week in week out before that potential can flourish
3: Go Radio Football show with Macklin Motors you know the voices Barry Ferguson Rangers legend top broadcaster and journalist president of the Football Writers Association as was Mark Guidi and on the line Gary from the Gorbals hi Gary
9: how you doing, Paul? Evening, guys.
3: Good evening. How are, How are you? It? you happy after uh, yesterday? Maybe not at their best, but oh, there was some great football.
9: Yeah, I mean, the surface wasn't great kind of thing, obviously. But, you know, I think we're going to get a lot of games like this in terms of because of the weather, because of wintery conditions still. But, do you know, what? I, I thought we were, we were dominant in, enough that, that we saw the the game, you know. It was kind of frustrated with the first half because we, we always seem to be want to score the perfect goal I don't know if that comes from Ange or not but you know sometimes you want to just get your head down put your laces through it and, and have a shot at goal and test test the keeper kind of thing that could be a good team talk
3: Barry just to it, get the head down get and,
4: yeah. and the laces it.
3: through it I love
4: that <laughs> old school <laughs> could that be is that true maybe you try to the perfect goal yeah, th- yeah I mean not just Celtic but you see quite a few teams mm. like that Um want to pass, pass, pass and have about 10, 15, 20 passes before the, the, the ball um, reaches the back of the net. Um, but I, again, I'll go back to it. At no stage did I, I no. feel at any stage Celtic were in any danger. Um, they were in control throughout the game. I see uh, I see where Gary's coming from. That sometimes they, they could take a shot for 18 or 20 yards where they try and play that, that perfect ball through. Um, but Yep, mate, I like that expression. Gary, just before get we the heat get you in the laces. Get the that. heat.
3: that's a good quote. Before we get your question, here's what Ange Buster Coglu said about their recent performances. I just think
6: the whole group, our defensive work's been outstanding. Um you know, from Kiogo pressing to the rest of the group sort of supporting him and you know the back four being really strong, Joe being alert and, and you know, on call when we needed him, but it's just a, a real sort of consistent effort, I think. Our recent form's been Built on the back of us being really committed to our defensive work and our defensive structures, and uh, you know, again, that was evidence today. Sixty-four
3: points after the first twenty-three games, Rangers on fifty-five. Gary, what's in your mind? What are you feeling about the transfer window?
9: So basically, obviously, you know, Ange likes to do his business early, and he's done it early again. I, I don't really know if we'll, we'll bring anybody else in for, uh, by tomorrow. And um, possibly, I think the only the only kind of bit, bit of business we're, we're going to have to do is. See what happens with Jackie Marcus. Um, I'd be delighted if he stayed. Um, I really don't want him to go. Um, but in saying that, obviously we've got the the Korean boy o in made um, his debut yesterday. So you know you what you wonder how how much his game time's been restricted with Kielgo obviously scoring so many goals. But you wonder if it is probably right that he, he does move on because I, I don't know if, if if he's in Angie's plans that much.
5: Mark it surprised people but it looks as though it's going to go what do you feel about it no, they will miss him yeah look, I, I, you know um, the fact that they've got a striker in and, and on you know the, the reports seem to be good they get good potential um, then you get quite excited about something like that but that said I still find it strange that um, A. Jackie Marcus is going halfway through a season when there's a there's a treble up for grabs and B. for the fee involved so again I don't, I don't know the full background Paul what's going on but I just find that um, uh, very unlike Celtic to be selling such an asset if the fee's accurate around about the £4 million mark it just doesn't add up to me um, so I, 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 like I say I don't know a background uh, to it um, I find it strange that you let a, a goal scorer go but the manager um, is clearly uh, relaxed about it because he's got someone else uh, um, in the building and you crack on. You know, Celtic's in a good place. The manager, nine times out of ten, seems to get it right in uh, the transfer market. So um, you crack on, but it does seem a very, very low transfer fee.
3: Barry, you have been surprised by it, but Ange Postacoglu's record, I mean, the only one that hasn't really worked out is Gucci probably,
4: isn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, of all the Most settings. The city, yeah. yeah, he's a high percentage of mm. success with his, his recruitment, no doubt about it. And, and listen, I think the vast majority of Celtic fans will be eased because of his record since he's come into the club in terms of Yakamakis. I'm sure the Celtic fans and the players as well will, will have full trust in him because he's his success, as I said, we are bringing players in who a lot of people didn't know anything about who have turned into be very good Celtic players. Gary, can we ask you, what do you think of the Aberdeen situation and the way, you know, when you think back,
3: not that long ago, you were, was it nil-nil with two minutes to go and then, you know, they had everyone behind the ball. Then they lost the game to Celtic and then they were, what, 2-1 up against Rangers, 93 minutes gone, then they lost 3-2 and then it seemed to collapse. What, what do you feel? You see a lot of football. What do you think of the Dons? What's happened?
9: Um, I, I really don't know what's went wrong with, with, with Jim Goodwin and being in charge here because I, I felt like certainly the Darbo result is, is the biggest cut yeah. shock yeah. In, in my lifetime. And I felt like that would have been the time just to have cut the, cut the cords and said, we we can't bounce back for that. But then you're saying to yourself, the statement comes out, and you say that, that obviously the, the players must be backing them. And you think, well, surely they're going to turn out and put in a performance at Easter Road on Saturday. And, you know, within the blink of an eye, I think they were 2-0 down, so... Mm-hmm. And and then it kind of it snowballed from there. Um, definitely, I, I don't know. I think they need to get in instead of a ship. It doesn't need to be a kind of young and exciting up and coming um, uh, up and coming manager. It just needs to be like a, a Sam Allardyce or a Sean Dyche in terms of not in terms of those names, obviously, but just in terms of somebody that, that knows Scottish football that can just come in just instead of a ship for this season and then build for next season because they are a, a kind of top six side and and it's obviously they're struggling a bit a bit like Hibs as well. You know, I feel like Hibs are a top six side and they're they're just struggling under Lee Johnson.
3: Mark, would Paul Lambert come into that category? Really experienced manager down south mainly. Started mm-hmm. out at Livingston some years ago. Could you see Paul Lambert come into the I,
5: I I could see Paul Lambert being being a good appointment for Aberdeen you know, if uh, Aberdeen were to uh, well, to ask him, um, you know, I think Paul's got the, the CV that would tick a lot of boxes uh, for the Aberdeen job. He's, he's he's not managed up here since his first foray in management um, at Livingston in 2005. Um, but since then, you look at his record, Paul Norwich, Aston Villa, um, Wills, yeah. Blackburn, you know, he's got a really good record. Some big scalps and cup games um, as well, not in Liverpool. Out of the cup, um, too so yeah, I, I think that's probably the kind of C V that Aberdeen need to need to aim for. Now whether they can attract someone of that ilk, um, I don't know. But I think that's a that should be their target market. Barry was some player, wasn't he? Paul Lambert.
4: Yeah, he was he was yeah. decent, um really good midfielder Just need to look at his his career that he, he had. But a lot of people say saying oh, no, it needs to be somebody who's Scottish and I don't really buy into that. I mean you you look at for instance, the whole firm Postacog. Yeah. <laughs> He's Australian. I know he was in Japan managing Michael Beale mm-hmm. during the night. I, does, I don't Michael. think it needs to be somebody who knows yeah. the club sign, uh, club inside out. It needs to be somebody who has got a, a bit of experience but knows the game and knows um, what he wants. And I think the, a manager getting into Aberdeen they need to take control of the club and the situation they're in in terms of who they want to sign. What way he wants to go about it, and the board or the chairman just let the manager go on it and put their trust in him. Gary, on midweek you're up against Livingston. Could you see David
9: Martindale going up to Petardry? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's that kind of guy. That I, I think he, he likes what he's got at Livingston, and I think what yeah. he's built is really a, a really strong foundation for a great team, they're a solid team to to beat home and away. Um, you know we've struggled a couple of times even at Celtic Park. So I don't know if he would leave what he's built um, and saying that obviously Aberdeen has a bigger job than Livingston with all, all due respect I, I, but I don't think he would go, I, I really don't I don't think he would he would go there. I'm not sure who would who would take on the job um, but it might be somebody from down south kind of thing.
3: How much are you looking forward to the League Cup final the Viaplay final February 26 28 days to go.
9: Yeah, well, I mean, as long as the pitch is a bit better uh, In a bit better condition, I'm sure it will be. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be two two great teams in terms of in terms of at the top of the game now. And like, I don't think we've, we've I, I know Michael Beale's not not dropped uh, or not been beaten mm-hmm. uh, since he's t- took over. And obviously Ange Postecoglou, he's got Celtic sitting comfortably at the top. So. I think it's just going to be form goes out the window with these games as, as the guys who know and and I think it's going to come down to, the, to on the day who wants it more you can always tell in the first 10-15 minutes you know that first challenge because then you want to know who's, who's up for it more but um, I think if it comes down to football I'm pretty confident that, that we should um, defend the trophy
3: Barry can you usually tell in the first few minutes who's going to win?
9: Uh, he's
4: smiling Riley I'm just looking forward to it I think um, I've seen um, just an hour or so ago that the SFA have have spent a few quid on LED lights now it makes the grass grow a bit so hopefully the the pitch is in pristine condition because you've got two really good teams going to go at it Mm -hmm. and do you know what it's the first trophy of the season I'm a big believer in it that gives you that gives you the the taste when you go up the, I don't know 20 or 30 steps and you lift that trophy That's um, that gives you a boost big time but I, I, I think it'll be I think they'll be, both of them will be unbeaten right up to that game um, so yeah, yeah I, I do I, I can't see it. I think if both of them are on it and their attitude spot on which I believe it will be I think going into that cup final weekend it'll be it'll be tasty. Scoreline prediction Barry No
3: not yet I'm only kidding Who's, who's it going to be James Tavernier Or this man Callum McGregor It's a
7: dream come true You know I, I said it there That if I'd have made One appearance of this club That would have been enough But to still be here um, 400 appearances later Still with a hunger To do well And we're a really good team And a really good manager Behind me then You know I'm, I'm loving Every bit of it So it's just about us Continuing to, to stay focused Stay honest Keep working hard And hopefully there's More to come Gary what do you want to say About your captain
9: Oh one of my one of my all-time favourite Celtic players, honestly, he's, he's up there with with the legends. And um, because 400 games is is no mean feat. And um, you know, and obviously, he, when he kind of first came through on the scene, he had to go and loan to a, a Notts County, he finished top goal scorer there, played, end up playing with a, a future 100 million pound player, and Jack Grealish. Um, and yeah. you know, but I think what what he's given to the team, and and I doubted him. I, I'm, eating majorly eating humble pie about Callum McGregor as captain because I, I can remember being on um last couple of years talking about you know how I didn't think he was maybe ready for it. Maybe he didn't have the fire in his belly like we saw with Scott Brown. Um but he's really he's a different kind of captain. I don't think he's a Scott Brown type captain, but he's definitely honestly he's he's just so so good. And what he gives to the team, the amount of games he plays he's he's an absolute machine and at 29 years of age he's definitely got another six or seven years left in him at top class at top flight football
3: Mark it has been seamless hasn't it because following a great captain like Scott Brown it's not
5: easy no it's not and you think of the captains you know um, in the past 25 years you know Tom Boyd Neil Lennon Paul Lambert you know there's been some really really good uh, good captains um, at Celtic and Scott Brown for a number of years of course then you go back to Roy Aitkins and, and Paul McStays and all that, so yeah does, does does Callum McGregor's name go comfortably in beside those guys absolutely it, it does there, there, there's no doubt about it he's only been the captain 18 months but I think it'd be a major surprise to anybody if he was not the captain for the next three or four years at least and if he doesn't I don't know how many trophies he's won uh, as a player um, at Celtic's probably maybe about 20 odd trophies yeah. um, but you, know, you could see him over the next four or five years racking up another eight or nine trophies, no problem at all. Do
3: you think the points will stay the same come Wednesday night? Hearts Rangers, Celtic Livingston, Gary.
9: Yeah, um I, I think Rangers obviously have it tough. I would expect us to, to win the game although Livingston will put up the usual rear guard kind of uh it'll be a more a battle kind of thing. But um I definitely think the way Hearts are playing I know they they got a draw yesterday, firm enough away to Livingston but I, I do expect it to be still nine points by, by next week.
3: Are you still serving up excellent breakfast at that great hotel near the, the River Clyde? Uh, yeah, every,
9: yep. every moment, Paul, you know it.
3: He's at the Village Hotel. I was in one morning for a business meeting and he said, Hi, I'm Gary from the Gorbals. I went, Hello, Gary. So
9: <laughs> <laughs> I said, Hi. Did you get a free
3: breakfast? I, I ended up going 0808 17, <laughs> 17, 700. He, no, of course He did offer, but no, of course we paid. Gary, thanks so much. Speak to you soon. Cheers
2: guys. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's,
3: go. Let's hear from Michael Beale. get the latest transfer situation. Raskin is in town. He flew into Edinburgh this afternoon and it looks as though he'll be joining Rangers in the next one day and four hours. He's been speaking about the qualities of the
8: player. Listen, he's an excellent player. There's loads of interest in him. He's got a lot of options, I believe. He's someone that can connect the midfield and the forwards. I think he's technically a very, very good player. He can play as a six or an eight. He'd be a good signing for someone. As Barry said in the first hour, the deal with Whittaker looks to be off at the moment. I think there was just one bid that went in and it got rejected. And since then, there's been a lot of hot air around the situation. I think he's a boy that they like. That's why they brought him back from Plymouth. They obviously had their plan for him. I thought it was the strongest, probably the strongest or most eye-catching player in League One this season, and he's gone back to Swansea. And I think Swansea are probably looking at the the league table, thinking he's a really valuable asset. There's no problem with that. You know, he's their boy and I think he's a good player and I wish him and Swansea well. Barry, what are you thinking
3: for Michael Beale? He's done a lot right. He's only dropped two points in the game with Celtic. Um, he is going to need money, isn't he, for in the transfer window probably in the summer?
4: Yeah, I, I still think there's a bit of work to be done with the the squad, Paul. Listen, you can't argue with his record. It's been brilliant, let's be honest, um, since he's he's come up. As you mentioned, there's dropped two points in the league. He's got the the club into a cup final, um, so I think um, I, I I thought getting into this window there would always be a couple of signings, um, but I, I think uh, the major work is going to get done in in, in the summer and that's going to cost a, a couple of pounds, no no doubt about it. You don't always get the players on free transfers, um, so there will be need, uh, there will be a bit of money needed. Um, but in terms of his record, I'm sure the Rangers board are looking at it and seeing what they're, they're producing on the pitch. I think the levels of performance, are still know where he wants them to be, mm. and when I'm watching Rangers, it's the same, but it's a work in progress. He's going in the right direction, he's getting the wins, which is the most important thing, but he still needs um, a number of players to, to make Rangers even stronger been a really good start Mark hasn't it for the manager what do you observe
3: what do you think what's coming up for him uh, obviously the cup games are going to be it's crucial isn't it the game the league cup final is massive for him
5: yeah for, for, for Michael Beale, um for any Rangers manager you want to get that first trophy as quickly as you can um, so he navigated his way through the semi-final against Aberdeen a position he inherited from Giovanni van Bronckers and he's got the club into a final in four weeks time against Celtic if you're going to win a cup you're probably going to have to beat Celtic to do it Um, and that's the position that he finds himself in Uh, we'll have a clearer idea Paul on Wednesday morning the shape of the squad if he gets that extra body in that one or two that he might be looking for or if it is just going to be Raskin and Cantwell if there's any out the door then we'll assess it um, and, and take it from there but you just want to win something as quickly as possible it must take a hell of an amount of pressure off you you can get that first piece uh, of silver where it shows that you're going the right direction, it can help attract players, it gives you a lift, um, might kick them on towards the, the, the Scottish Cup as well, um, all those kind of things. But to, to, to beat Celtic um, at Hamden in a cup final, Rangers are going to have to produce something special because if you look at Celtic just now, Paul, they're a strong, strong team with an incredible bench, regardless of who the starting starting living is. The power and ability that Celtic have on the bench is quite frightening.
3: Players are coming back from injury for Rangers. Uh, here's the manager speaking about the injury update. There's no
8: injury issues from, from the weekend. Jacko had a nasty one on the shin that came up a little bit and at half-time I thought it was the best just to, to bring him off with a view to uh, tomorrow night. So other than that, we're fine. And what did he make of the performance of Antonio Cholai? I think away from home, um, teams might go for you a little bit more and you want to give them something to think about. Since I've come in, Antonio was a player that I really wanted to work with. The reality is he's probably taken part in about 30% of the sessions. He came back into the squad for a couple of games just in case we needed a goal in the last 10 minutes and you think, well, he's a natural goal scorer, I'll just throw him on. That's probably done him a disservice because he's not been able to build up his fitness in training. So the last week's been quite important. If he had to go hell for leather for 90 minutes right now, I don't think he would be able to. So I'm still pushing him to get him where I want him. And uh, I think he's a very, very good player. He showed that early in the season when he came off a good pre-season. And obviously he was scoring goals in bunches. And if we can get that Antonio in the next couple of weeks, I'll be delighted.
3: Barry, what do you feel about Cholac? He was very good for Rangers very early on in the season.
4: Yeah, he scored goals, I don't think, I, I think technically he's he's not the best but listen, you can't argue with his goal scoring record, I'll be honest with you and that's why I do think Rangers do need to strengthen in that that forward area um, I looked at the game at the weekend and obviously Morelos, Kent, Cantmel and Tillman come off and Cholak, Wright, um, Hadji and Sakala come on and I, I think there could be a bit more better quality coming off um, the bench and, and onto the pitch. And that's where I think the reason why he's wanting to bring in players. And I like, going back to what he said, he's not bringing people in for the sake of it. They've got to be long-term. They've got to be people who are going to strengthen the the team. Um, so, listen, it's a, it's a work in progress, but they're certainly on the, the right track. Um, but in terms of Joelak he knows where the back of the net is. Let's be honest, that is the hardest thing to, to do in the game. Does he bring other players into the game? That's not his, not his area. No, yep. It's not the, the area where he's he, he's strong in. What are you looking to see from Yanis Hadji? Do you think he'll get time, a run? give him time, yeah. Paul. He's been mm-hmm. out for over 12 months uh, and you can't expect too much. There's no doubt he's got fantastic ability. Um, a one-day left foot. But I wouldn't be expecting too much from from Hadji over the, the next um, few weeks, just let him take his time. He'll get 10, 15, 20 minutes, they'll build him up slowly and then in six weeks I think you'll start to see the Hadji we, we had before his, his serious injury but he's definitely got a big part to play in, in this Rangers team going forward. Because Mark Galatasaray was mentioned for him but you'd have thought that Rangers would
3: hope now to get him back rehabilitated and be a big part of the squad.
5: Yeah, it'll, it'll be a slow process, and, and, and hopefully, you know, you've got to manage him uh, right. You know, I don't think that, that for example, um, with, you know, 25 minutes under his belt in a year, that Castles environment for him on Wednesday night, but at Home Ross County on Saturday's another chance to maybe get him another 20 minutes, 30 minutes under his belt. Party Thistle on the Cup could be the ideal opportunity to maybe start him, things like that. So it, it will be a slow process, and hopefully, you've got him for Rangers that, that he's up to a stage where. For example, the cup final against Celtic. We're talking about the strength and the ability that Celtic have got in the bench. If if Yannis Hadji has four or five appearances, not four or 5 90 minutes, four or five appearances under his belt, he's a kind of guy that, if needed, could come off the bench at Hamden in a game against Celtic and and and, and help. You know, Rangers yeah, make get the, the squad the desire.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he he's a player like Sakala. Come on, make, make a difference. Hadji, when he's up and running can make a difference and, and that's what I think Michael Beal's trying to get at if he picks a certain 11 if that's no really what that he wants to freshen it up these guys are going to come on and um, make them even stronger
5: you're looking at now with the, with the five substitutions and if you want to take Celtic as a classic example because of the league leaders and they're the club of the team that set the benchmark for the past 18 months you are talking about a 16 man 90 minutes now you know what I mean? You want to have five guys that can come on and actually do something, unless you're four or five up and you're just worried. But if it's you know if it's a one each and you're only one up or whatever it may be, um, you want to have five serious players that can make an impact, and and that's what Celtic have got um, at the moment. You know they, they've got probably eight or nine that they could use. Um, so Rangers want to try and get to that level.
3: What are you
8: thinking about Malik Tillman? Here's the manager. Brilliant. He's a very shy young man, keeps himself to himself. He's learning about the hustle and bustle of British football, I think. You know, he's a really calm, composed young man and that really helps him in the final third. I think he's a goal scorer from midfield. He has played as a number nine and and as a number 10 coming through at Bayern Munich. So I'm delighted with Malik. I'm trying to help Malik um, in a few areas in his game, which I think will enable him to go and play really at the high, high level in the future. So remind ourselves, he's, he's 20, he's as young as some of the academy boys we've got around the team. Barry,
3: if
4: you were captain just now, what would you be doing to make him, as a shy young boy? Yeah, and and listen, you forget, I know he's come in and he's played a lot for Rangers, he's 20 years of age, he's still um, a puppy in terms of being a, a professional football player. Um, look, I, I think he's got fantastic ability, he's got all the attributes for a an attacking midfielder the only thing I would label against him is his work ethic without the ball but I've seen signs of improvement slowly since Michael Beals come in he's starting to do that, that side of the game um, and as I say he can do things that other players can't he has a difference in the final third at times for, for Rangers I do still think there's more to come but again you've got to remember he's a young player that's not had a lot of first team experience before and I think he's done a he's done fine since he's come in, but I still think there's more to come from Malik um, Tillman. And Mark, would fine turn into
3: uh, converting the loan, maybe in the summer, to an actual signing? I
5: but, think if it was financially viable for Ranger, and I'm pretty sure that is the case with most um, loan signings now, Paul, you, you know the fee that you're going to have to pay. And like, if Bayern Munich really see them flourishing, that they would have a, a buyback on him as well. So it kind of works both ways in all parties are protected but on the evidence of what I've seen so far from Tillman I've been a big supporter of, of his um, from very very early on and I'm sure if, if Michael Beal and the board can make it a permanent deal I think that's one that that, that, that should happen all day long because he's a wonderful technician a very clever footballer Like he's probably got 31st team games under his belt He is a, you know. He, he's a baby he really is a, an academy player but you look at his physical presence his stature he's first touch, he's vision, he's got a lot going on for him, I think he can be a big asset for Rangers, that's one I think that the manager would want to make permanent if he can.
4: And then, do you know what yeah. also I like about him, if he tries something and it doesn't come off, he's not scared to go and try it again, mm-hmm. there's no fear um in him at all, and that's the, the part that I, I like, he'll go and try things, that a flicker, a, a back heel, and you um, may get a few groans for the for the stands, but it doesn't seem to affect him. He'll go and he'll try it again. And, and some of the stuff he's he's done in in the final thirties, he's definitely been the difference in some of the games. Barry, look at this uh, news transfer news down south.
3: Chelsea close now to agreeing a one hundred and five point six million pound deal with Benfica to sign the Argentinian midfielder, the star Enzo Fernandez. One hundred and
4: five point six million. It's crazy, isn't it, <laughs> some of the money um, that gets thrown about down down in England, um, it's it's scary at times. Mm. I mean, I've just
5: paid eighty five for Mudrich. Yeah,
4: yep, mm. I know. I've Is just it... seen his spending since he he's come in. It's over six hundred million, and it's basically hey, was that he's been to in...
5: two windows. Todd yep. Bowley,
4: Todd Bowley. When, it's when did he take over the club? Probably was it March of this year. Yeah. When it went through round about that yeah. 600 million, um, it's a fair chunk of money, isn't
3: not <laughs>
5: even a yeah. champions league,
4: no, I know, no,
3: I know. It's amazing. What do you think is Sean Dyche then as the manager? I think it's a brilliant yeah.
4: appointment. Everton. I think the Everton yeah. fans will buy right into what Sean Dyche is going to do. Why, why? Because I like listening to him, mm-hmm. um, he's a he looks to me again when you, you listen to managers getting interviewed you think to yourself I would like to play under him mm. I would a people's man He's. he looks to me if he's um, a curry and a pint kind of, <laughs> kind of guy mm-hmm. um, he knows how to set a team up I think Everton will flourish under Sean Dyche I do it's good
3: to see isn't it Mark because people said oh unfashionable and I heard him speaking before saying look if I was manager of Man City rather than Burnley I would have played a different style of football I played football that kept us in the Premier League year
5: after year yeah. and when they did go down they brought them straight back up again you know Burnley stood by him he stood by Burnley uh, and brought them up he's he's uh, he's a brilliant manager and I think Everton and him will be will be a good fit you know um, you know they talk about Manchester United having replaced Sir Alex Ferguson Everton never replaced Davey Moyes you know when you think I think this is the 8th manager um, in 9 years be Ancelotti left to go back to Real Madrid and he was doing a wonderful job but apart from that I think Sean Dice is a perfect fit I think he will keep um, Everton up it'll be tight but I think uh, he'll get them there because he knows his stuff and if it was me looking at it I thought Bielsa yeah I can see it in Bielsa but if I had the choice between Bielsa and Dyche Given the circumstances of Everton right now, I'd have Sean Dyche all day long.
4: Barry, you agree? I think. Yeah, but yeah, I I, says sure. I think it's a he's the man. Brilliant match, Sean Dyce and Everton. And as I said, I'm sure they'll take him straight away. Um, as I said, he's he knows how to set a team up. I think they'll know. Listen, they concede some crazy goals at times. He'll set them up defensively strong, but also Everton have got some. Real good players going forward. They're, they're just short of confidence. There's no doubt about it. But he's the type of manager I think he'll just walk into the dressing room and lift that group of players straight away. It's a great city, isn't it? Not unlike Glasgow. Two amazing football teams. Great place to Brilliant. play as well. Yeah, Goodison. Yeah, I, you always yeah, enjoyed oh, that. Yeah, just a real old school. I know they're uh-huh. moving. Yeah, um, but I, I'm sure if you ask a lot of players, they'll be they'll be sad at that leaving Goodison. But listen, you've got to do it now. you Obviously the state of the art stadiums, the commercial side of things, all the, the stuff that goes with our football a modern day football club, um, but their new stadium looks looks the part as well. And what about the other team? Liverpool losing again to Brighton late, late goal club.
3: I mean, what, uh, what do you think's happened?
5: I d I don't know, but I, I never thought I'd say this, but you wonder if if, it, if it's time for a partner to wait. In, in in the summer, um, unless you can really revitalize them, see still got it. Um, again you, know, you look at his track record there is something about the 7 year itch it happened at Dortmund as well it seems happened at, at Liverpool he's got every last ounce out of the bulk of those every last ounce out of them and uh, you know we're talking there Barry's mentioned 600 million Chelsea but Liverpool don't have that kind of money they're looking for investment so they can't go out and spend 100 million on, on, on 2 or 3 players so uh, you wonder if there's a wee bit of a lull coming at Liverpool but I tell you what you know what a hard act to follow! Jurgen Klopp's going to be if the if all parties decide. I don't think they would sack him. I think it would be something no. that they maybe um, look at, but in the summer maybe. But who who's out there to replace him? Sure.
4: I, mean, but, we're about I know. He's won everything. <laughs> yeah, he has. With he them. has. But I, I agree with Matt. I was I was thinking after the result came in against Brighton, mm. as it ran its course. The the relationship between Klopp and and Liverpool, but listen, his records, what he's done for that club, mm. has been been unbelievable. Phenomenal. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, Mark Weedy,
3: more of your calls next.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's
3: go! And don't forget, 9th of March, Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson will be live at Orrin Moore, unscripted. I'm going to tell you a secret, there is no script anyway, but it'll be... Unscripted, but looking forward, Mark and myself will be with Barry there. Go to thisisgo.co.uk. Tickets are limited. I get on now to sign up for that Thursday evening, 9th of March. Brilliant. Great way to start that oh. fine month. Yeah, have a good
5: night looking it forward to it right, It'll actually. Be yeah, have a very yep. good laugh, have um, well, good fun.
4: Good missing the sevens.
5: Oh, the servants that oh, night, yeah. They get big Jig to bring it forward. <laughs> Barry, see me you month. want to come in the show? Do you think you're a bit of a
3: prima donna? <laughs> I don't think you are. You're great to work with. But have you got any rider then for the for the dressing room? What do you want? Is it special kind of water or whatever? You know, oh, no, fruit?
9: No, no, I'll bring. i am <laughs> <iron missing>.
3: brew. <laughs> as long as you get me a glass of red wine, I'll be yeah. fine. And <laughs> <laughs> with us tomorrow night, this time it's going to be John Hartson and Craig Moore. And Craig's going to be with us. Mark, you, me, and. Uh, John Hartson, it's John Hartson at that point. Craig's on tomorrow night. We'll be at St. Luke's on the 30th of March, the Celtic and Wales legend. So, again, go to this is go.co.uk. Sign up for that. It's going to be oh, summer. Yeah.
5: It'll be good fun. I've worked with Barry before in these nights. He's great fun, great stories. Mm-hmm. Rangers supporters, Scotland supporters, football fans. I'll enjoy him. I'm sure even his father-in-law will come along and enjoy some of the, the, the <laughs> stories. <laughs> and uh, oh. Big John as well. Big wow. John's great great value. You know, you think of the the era that those guys played in, the success that they brought to the football clubs, the pleasure that they brought to hundreds of thousands um, Rangers supporters, hundreds of thousands Celtic supporters. So, Listen, trust me, uh, you know, Paul, we're going yeah. to have a right good night. Be I think
3: Grady will be there as well, won't he? Oh. He'll be at all Barry's. And, and oh. then be, we'll be walking with people in. Bonjour, ça va? Be, oh, Mr. Le Guin, come in, please. Right in the front row.
4: I don't think he'll be welcome.
3: <laughs> I tell you who is welcome: uh, Callum McGregor. Everyone's been speaking about him 400 games now. The captain of Celtic. Here's his manager paying tribute to him.
6: Yeah, look outstanding. Um, you know, I said the lads in there that you know they share sharing a dressing room with. Uh, a pretty special individual in terms of, you know, what he's done in the game. But, you know, as, I've, as I as I've said to them, that if you watch him play, it's like he's making his debut every time he plays because <coughs> he plays as if he's got something to prove. And to be fair to him, he's done it all. But, you know, he, that's that's the kind of characters you want. And um, we're all pretty privileged to share a dressing room with him.
3: Yep. And he was part of the 2-0 win over Dundee United yesterday. Aaron Moy,
4: he seems to be the new penalty taker after Juranovic has gone. Yeah, they slotted away coolly again. An- another um, top performance, mm-hmm. uh, free transfer, Mason. Brilliant yeah. piece of business. Yeah, look, he, he played at high level down in down in England. Um, obviously, international player. He's good quality. He, he, he's I call him a proper footballer. That's what he is. He can take the ball in any situation. He demands the ball. Um, so he what a, what a signing he's been um, couldn't get into the team because of the midfield three at that time obviously Callum, McGregor Hattati and O'Reilly O'Reilly obviously went off the boil slightly yeah. Moyes come in and he, he's going to be uh, tough to, to get back out of the team certainly with the, the level of performance that he's putting in um, every time Celtic play the, the captain of Rangers scored his usual he does well at the penalties 50th, doesn't he? Is that his 50th, 50th and 50th penalty kick for, for Rangers and again he's to have t- numbers for a fullback and a lot of people say oh it's 50, 50 penalties uh, listen you've got to have a bit of to step up and take um, the penalties and Pardon? some mo- yeah. quite a few of the penalties have been in pressurized situations yeah. um, and again I-, I think he's been a, a brilliant signing for, for Rangers because you look back I think you said it 300 grand mm. from Wigan yeah. Um through some tough times at Rangers get criticised I thought unfairly at times but generally when, when he plays with Rangers he, he's one of the, the best performers or best performers on the pitch Normally at this time we look back on the
3: games at the weekend and look at the scores uh, but we've got games coming in 48 hours so we'll do a bit of both we'll look forward to the games Aberdeen uh, you and Stephen McGinn thought Aberdeen would win against Hibs I think most people did but it ended up 6 0 for Hibbs Mark uh, yeah big one for Hibbs it's huge and for Lee Johnson who was under a bit of pressure they were calling it El Sakico
5: yeah you know had Aberdeen won on Saturday you know Lee Johnson might have been fighting to hang on to his job I think they've got a big game uh, tomorrow night against Ross County and uh, they'll go there full of confidence now buzzing Kevin Nisbet looks like he's going to be staying at the club he came off the bench on Saturday one on one uh, finish and and, and tucked it away lovely past uh, Joe Lewis so Hibs looking a good place you now, but what the Hibs now have to do, uh, Paul, is find that level of consistency. So you've got to go tomorrow night to Dingwall, which will be tough and definitely not lose the game. I'm not saying it should be gimme, Hibs should win, but certainly they, they shouldn't be losing, uh, they shouldn't be looking to lose the game. What do you think tomorrow night, Barry Ross
3: County, huge win for them at the weekend against Kilmarnock?
4: Yeah, <coughs> sorry, I never seen yep. that one coming either. When you're talking about Hibs and Aberdeen, they are uh, Ross County and Kilmarnock. I mean. Dell was was uh, wasn't happy after the game. I mean great result for Ross County. It's always a difficult place. They, they'll obviously come off at a high, but Hibs are obviously going to be in a highway, we absolute batter Aberdeen. I think that'll be um that'll be a decent game with goals in it. Um but if you're asking me who I think will win, I'll go Ross County to win that game. you for Ross County in on that one. And Barry
3: at the weekend for Motherwell. You get worried about Motherwell now, don't we? Uh, losing to Saint Mirren. And I know there was a, a claim for that uh, tackle with Lamy, but they've lost. They've lost another game for Stephen. He's finding it really tough just now.
4: Yeah, well there's four clubs at the bottom on the yep. twenty points. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they, they need to get a they need to get a, a win. Um and they need a win badly. Well, let's be honest. They're, they're obviously dragged into it already. I thought they would have got a point at least going to sitman um, but we're we'll talking about was it Ricky Lamy? Yep. Uh, penalty. I mean, it was another poor decision, wasn't it? Very poor decision. For, in my eyes, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a, a penalty. But Stevie, Stevie Hamill needs to get a, a win and a win quickly. Just seen those pictures again of Jim
3: Goodwin with the satchel over his. That's one of the saddest sights, isn't it? In football, it's actually really badly handled just as he left there after the game and you knew that was it all over for him Mark but that's poor.
5: Yeah, it's not nice to see no. um, Paul, it's not nice for for any human being in any walk of life um, to be subjected to that and like I say, you know um, they've parted company very, very quickly which was the right right decision for all parties let's be honest but um, there's a way to then handle uh, your manager yeah. and, and give him a bit of care because he's like oh, I just want to get in my car yeah. there should be summed at the club he's, okay just Hold on a wee second. Let's just handle the next mm-hmm. sixty minutes properly yeah. and professionally.
3: Back to Motherwell, We've got a tough game at home to St. John'son this week. Can Motherwell climb out of that bottom joint bottom position over the next three four months? Eh, uh, <laughs> you're not sure. No, I'm not nope.
5: sure, Paul. No, right. at, at the moment, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the bottom four, and mm. um, you know, I think Motherwell were unlucky not to get something out of the game uh, on Saturday. You know, they created a few chances they played well but ultimately they, they got nothing could have had decisions a wee bit better going their, their favour so at the moment I'm looking at Motherwell and I'm Warriors Paul, you need Warriors you need Warriors when you're in in that position and at the moment um, I'm not sure if Motherwell have enough Warriors um, in their team Barry Aberdeen
3: against St Mirren what do you expect you, you'll be on with us on Wednesday anyway so you and I can go over
4: what do uh, I expect yep. don't be surprised if Aberdeen won the game really bounce back somehow and yet well I mean it'll be the same group of players yeah. Barry Robson might make a, a few changes he might change the shape of the, the, the team Um I'll give you my prediction on Wednesday Paul <laughs> <laughs> back to the big two Michael Beale speaking about the transfer policy we know
3: that Nicholas Raskin is here looks as though he will sign officially any time now whenever
8: I meet with players they're super keen it's just whether the right deals can be made um, we obviously talk to more players than one so we don't have, like, that's our target and we just go for him. There's always two or three players for each position that we're looking at. I'm really pleased with the level of players that are put in front of me from the recruitment department, but also I've got my own ideas of three or four. We're very fortunate here that we're aligned and probably uh, that's something that we knew from my previous time here when I was heavily involved then with recruitment also.
4: Barry? He decides who the, who comes in. He's in who charge. Yeah. And that's, that's what you should... called for, yeah. Yeah, that's the way it should be. He's the manager of the team. He's the one that coaches him. He's the one that picks the starting eleven, and he should be the one that makes the, the final call. I mean, you've got a recruitment side that will throw players at you, um, but Michael Beale, you just mm. heard them saying there. He knows who he wants. Three or four players, he said there. Um, but for me, he certainly makes the decisions, and that's the way it should be at a football club. Raskin's qualities, he's speaking about him today.
3: Listen, he's an excellent
8: player. There's loads of interest in him. He's got a lot of options, I believe. He's someone that can connect the midfield and the forwards. I think he's technically a very, very good player. He can play as a six or an eight. He'd be a good signing for someone. And Mark Hearts against
3: Rangers, what do you think? We won't see you till later in the week. What do you reckon?
8: I I
5: think that's got a two-two, Paul. I think yeah, Yeah. I think that's a real A real okay. barnstorming 90 minutes, yeah. I think you know under the lights, a Wednesday night, ah, uh, yeah, 2-2 two, two What do you think?
3: I know we'll see you Wednesday. See, he's a
5: football
4: say? player. Yeah. See, if I'm a Rangers, but I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited about that game.
5: And Celtic, Livy, Mark. A tough 90 minutes. You know, looking at Livingston again in the telly poll. Um, you know, as I said, what they've achieved so far after 2020. You know, they've, they've, they've cemented their top six place, which is brilliant. I think Celtic will win but it will be narrow it might just be a 1-0 for Celtic Wednesday night.
3: Okay. I thought you were in good form as well there but you've gone for Rangers to drop the points Celtic you're grudging not grudgingly but it's going to be narrow that's the thing you can never tell what's going to happen. I tell yeah. you there's
4: a cracker on Wednesday night
3: Go on, look, Dundee United. It's huge. We're going to talk about it on Wednesday. Thanks so much Mark. Thank you Barry. Tomorrow night John Hartson Craig Moore will be here at five coming up next it's the news and then Joe day
2: the Go Radio football show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's
1: go